Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's the Little Movie Review Podcast, where I review movies and television shows that suck. Everything sucks. Uh, remember that? Uh, remember that TV show, The Critic? You know, uh, John Lovitz animated mo- animated TV show, The Critic. You know, every time he uh, watched a movie, he would say it stinks. That's kind of like me. I'm kind of I'm kind of like John Lovitz without the success, and but much better looking. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd trade my success for John Lovitz's face. Probably not. I mean, the guy could have a decent body if he exercised instead of just being a fatty all the, his whole life, you know? But, uh, I don't know, maybe he has an eating disorder. Yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, watch that movie Oppenheimer, dude. Oppenheimer, dude. Or, the, as I say in German, Oppenheimer. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, uh, Oppenheimer, he was this scientist guy. He was a scientist. He uh he made the bumps. He made the first bumps. Um his name was Oppenheimer, which is a German name, but he was born in America, I guess. And he was Jewish, apparently. And he liked he liked banging women. He liked banging communist girls. Even though his wife and his wife I don't know. If she also liked, if she's, I couldn't really, I kind of felt like that part of the movie was, uh, I don't know, you know, I guess it was a biopic, this movie, uh, Oppenheimer, uh, to me, it kind of, it was more like a music video, the whole, the whole thing was a music video, you know, like the movie starts and like Christopher Nolan's got that, that opera music he likes, you know, like, you know. Every, every one of his movies has got, like, different Hans Zimmer. Did Hans Zimmer compose this one? You know? Of course, this, this movie didn't have, like, the Interstellar. Interstellar's got the great music, you know? Bang. 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 You know? Interstellar's got great music. This movie had... It, it was okay music, you know? But uh, the problem was they, they put a lot of loud music, like, when people were talking. And so you couldn't really hear what everyone was saying, you know? So I had to put on the subtitles there. Even though I speak English, it's like, alright, this music's too goddamn loud. And the voices are too goddamn quiet. God, I hate that. So many so many movies and uh, TV shows do that, you know? They make the music and the sound effects so goddamn loud. And, like, the dialogue, you can't hear shit, you know? So you, you put up the volume on your TV there. Because you can't hear what the hell people are saying. And then there's an explosion. It's like, oh, God, oh, my neighbors. My neighbors are pissed off at me now because my goddamn TV's so loud. I can't hear what these people are saying, and the very next scene, they just blow shit up. Uh, so that was kind of annoying there. I was watching that, and it's like, hey, Christopher Nolan, learn how to learn how to sound mix better, dude. That that was a big problem with Tenet. Tenet, too, I couldn't understand, like, you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear what the people are saying, man. Hey, Christopher Nolan, learn how to properly sound mix your dialogue so people can hear what the hell other people are saying. You know, anyway, uh, he's a decent filmmaker. Uh... Yeah, this movie kind of, it kind of felt like a fever dream, you know? It's like a lot of, uh, in the beginning of the movie there, you know? Kind of, you know, Oppenheimer's like laying in bed, having visions of the quantum world, you know? It's like, I can see the quantum world. I can see the strengths. No one, no one believes me. I need to train with Niels Bohr. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there was, there was that, you know? You know, these, these biopics, they kind of glossed over his life or whatever, you know, the kind of, uh, 
I guess that, you know, that to summarize, you know. I guess, I mean, the whole theme of the movie, they kind of emphasize, like, his, um, his, his, his trial, where he, uh, they accused him of being a communist sympathizer, so he lost his security clearance in 1954. The guy who made the bomb for America. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey guys, I don't know about your critical thinking skills, but the guy who dedicated his life to making sure America had the bomb is probably not, probably not a Soviet sympathizer, you know? Um, yeah, there was some, uh, there's some good lines. There's some good, good things to think about in that movie there, you know? Because, of course, uh, Oppenheimer, he was, uh, he was going to these, these commie meetings, these communist meetings, but he was, he was doing it to, uh, send money to the, uh, Spanish Civil War there, you know, because during that time, that was during the Spanish Civil War, and, uh, you know, he was also talking about how, you know, Hitler was coming to power there, you know. And the, he was Jewish, so he was sending money. He's sending money to his uh, Jewish friends so they could escape, um, so they could escape uh, Germany there. You know, of course, you know, back then, you know, there was, you know, there was the communist versus fascist, you know. That was, that was the basic, that was the basic uh, online debates. You know, if they had the Twitter, you know, it would just be the communist versus the fascist, which I guess is kind of what it is now, you know. It's communists versus the fascists, except uh, neither side identifies as communists or fascists anymore. They say, no, I'm not, I'm not a communist. I mean, I want the government to control everything, every single economic decision, but that's not communism, right? That's, that's, it's, it's called democratic socialism now. You know, and then there's the fascist people that are just like, let's go to war all the time. Fuck immigrants, am I right? Goddamn brown people. Uh which I, I feel like I feel like that that way of thinking isn't very popular anymore. You know. You know even even uh, there's not I mean there's I mean of course they try to American politics they try to play up the uh, amount of hate groups there are but I, I don't know I don't think there are that many. I've never really met anybody that's like hey man. I I hate brown people you want to join my group I'm like nah nah that's like I've never been recruited you know. No one, no hate group has ever tried to recruit me, yeah. So uh, that's kind of disappointing, you know. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm a hot commodity, you know. So they should definitely try to recruit me, you know. But uh, never been recruited by a hate group. Fucking bullshit, dude. Um, yeah. So anyway, you know. Uh, so Oppenheimer is trying to, you know, he's trying to uh, help his his Jewish uh, his Jewish comrades escape there, you know. So the only way to do it, of course, is to send money to the to the communists there, because they're the they're the enemies of the fascists there, you know. So um, so I thought that that was interesting, you know, because like you know uh, the that, that's another thing too. Like Einstein is uh, Einstein was like a socialist, and um, uh, what's his face uh, George Orwell was a socialist, you know. But back then it was totally it was totally different, you know. I think it was more of a it was a the antithesis of fascism, you know? So when people called themselves socialists back then, I don't think they were uh, thinking, them, you know, they weren't doing it because they supported uh, the government taking over all economic decisions, but rather they did it because they were anti-fascist, you know? And so that was, you know, if, you're, if you don't like the Republicans, you join the Democratic Party, right? And if you don't like the Democrats, you join the Republican Party, right? You know, so... Uh, so I don't know... I don't know about uh, what Einstein and Orwell, you know. Of course, they never lived. They never lived to see what a goddamn disaster the Soviet Union became.
but uh, yeah, it just it just, you know political political thinking is different over the years, you know. Uh, like of course the Republican Party, they were the ones that freed the slaves, you know, and now and now they hate all the black people. So times change, you know. And the Democrats they used to be the biggest racists back in the day, uh, you know, the early early twentieth century. The Democrats were like, no, fuck these immigrants, fuck these Irish immigrants, dead. Go back to Ireland. You're not white. You will be in 50 years, but right now you're Irish, you dirty Irish. You know, uh, so times change, man. Times change, you know, so um, I guess what I'm saying is uh, people that make people that make claims like, oh, Einstein was a socialist. Okay, well, it was it was completely different back then. You know, they're thinking about that word was completely different and you know all the political parties they changed you know they changed with the wind they changed with the times you know anyway um of course uh you know oppenheimer was going to these uh communist parties he wasn't a he wasn't a member of the party because you know he uh well i don't know i don't know if this is the real him as he was portrayed in this movie he was not a member of the communist party because he saw like uh he saw the uh what do you call it you know the uh, the fundamentalism you know the the zealot zealotism the ze- zealotry you know and he was like i don't want to i don't want one viewpoint to control my thinking you know is what he was saying he's like i don't want one philosophy you shouldn't let one philosophy control your your thinking you know you should uh you should uh analyze analyze every philosophy and uh take what uh, works you know and uh yeah i thought that was a uh, that was an interesting message, especially with this movie, you know, because we got the whole, we got the whole political thing, you know. Of course, political politics is always a problem, you know. But um, a lot of these movies recently are taking, they're taking sides, they're choosing a side. You're on my side, or you're on this side, you know. But uh, this movie Oppenheimer, you know, kind of it kind of showcased how you don't have to take a side, you know. You can, uh, you can be a free, independent thinker. You can be a free, independent thinker. You don't have to. How about I do? And. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, you know what else I thought was funny there? You know, he, uh, Oppenheimer, he's uh, he's at the Communist Party, you know? This chick comes up to him. She's like, fuck the fuck rich people, am I right? And he's like, well, I'm rich. And she's like, I want to fuck you. And he's like, all right, let's do it. You know, the next scene, they're fucking. You know? uh, but, of course, you know, she, she's talking about the Communist Manifesto there, you know? She's talking about Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. And she's like, property is theft. And he's like, oh, is that how it was translated, property? I thought it was... Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the line exactly, but he was he was saying like, "Well, I read it. I I read it in the original German, you know." Because she she was like she was like, "Oh, have you ever read? Have you even have you even read Karl Marx? You don't even know. Have you even read? Yeah, I I know more about socialism than you." And he's like, "Well, yeah, I read it in the original German." And she was like, "Oh, well, you want to see my tits?" And he's like, "Yeah, I do. I do want to see your tits." Uh, so you know they had a they, they had a relationship there, you know, but. Uh, yeah, that's one thing, um, you know, of course, uh, me studying languages, you know, a lot of things are lost in translation, you know, especially like political shit, you know, like the Communist Manifesto, you know, people are always like, oh, well, he said this, I'm like, well, that was a translation error, you know, especially when it comes to the Bible too, you know, because like, people are reading the the uh, the Bible in English there, you know, and it's like a translation of a translation of a translation, you know, so it's like the original one was written in what, I don't know, Latin, Greek and Latin, you know, then it gets translated to Ye old English, you know. Thine, thine, thou, thine God in heaven, thine ought, you know. And then it gets now it gets translated into like modern English, and it's like Jesus was a G, dude. 
Jesus was straight up. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for like the future version, uh, you know, the Gen Z version of the Bible. It's like, dude, Jesus was straight up sick. John three fourteen, Jesus was straight up sick. That that's gonna be the new translation, you know. Um, so yeah, you gotta keep that in mind, kids. When you're reading translations of stuff, you know, you gotta keep in mind the uh, the original nuance and meaning of the words, you know, because there's there's stuff that just can't translate because words have certain nuance, you know. They not only have meanings, they have nuance, you know. A certain feeling, you get. Anyway, I thought that was a that was kind of an interesting part there, you know. And then uh, what else about the movie? What else about the movie? My boy, my boy Richard Feynman. My boy Richard Feynman was barely in, he's barely, he's only in like one scene. It's like, I don't, like, you know, they had all these, um, they had all these other physicists, like Niels Bohr was in there, and um, Heisenberg was in there for a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's a, a bunch of other physicists that I guess worked on the bomb that I, I've never really heard of, you know, and then like Teller, Teller and, uh, I don't know, some other people, some other dude who was, who I guess started the first hydrogen bomb research. Who you know these guys are not not super famous in in the theoretical physics field, but I guess uh, you know they worked on the bomb there. You know, and they were they were a big part of the movie. But my boy Richard Feynman, who also worked on it, he was he was barely in the movie. And the only reason I knew he was in the movie is because I had the subtitles on. Like they never even say his name. They're like they're about to watch the bomb explode, and he's sitting in his car, and he's like, "No, nah, I don't need the go- I don't need the glasses because I'm sitting in my car, and the glass filters the UV because I'm a, I'm a scientist. I know how this shit works." You don't need to give me that shit. And uh, the only reason I knew it was him because the, the subtitles the subtitles said his name. And so, like, I was waiting the whole the whole movie for Feynman to show up, you know, because Feynman's such an interesting, funny guy. They didn't even, like, uh, the whole time he was working at the, uh, at the Manhattan Project there, like, when he was bored, he would just start cracking safes. Like, <laughs> that was his hobby, is just to crack safes. You know, and that would, that would kind of piss the people off, you know, because that shit's supposed to be secret and stuff. And he's like, oh, I just opened it. So what are you going to do about it? I'm Richard fucking Feynman. Uh, yeah, I mean, that guy, Feynman needs his own his own biopic. That guy's super interesting. I'm surprised no one's ever made a movie about his life. And, um, you know, I think he, he, he was very instrumental in the development of the bomb, but he was barely featured in this movie. I don't know. That was kind of disappointing there. Kind of hoped Richard Feynman would uh, would uh, play a bigger role, but uh, we'll see. Maybe he had some scenes cut. I don't know. But yeah, he, uh, if you haven't read this book, it's called uh, "Surely You're Joking." Surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. It's a great book. Great book that he wrote autobiography about his life. Definitely check it out. It's it's, it's very funny and uh, insightful. And uh, yeah, he talks about a, a lot about the bomb and uh, how depressed he was in the years following the bomb because he just basically felt like the world was gonna end you know he felt like he felt oh Zora what are you doing oh Zora Zora doesn't like it when I talk about bombs Zora doesn't like it when I talk about Zora what's wrong you don't like when I talk about bombs oh Zora yo oh Zora anyway uh yeah so uh Richard Feynman there you know he's quite depressed he was quite depressed and I think uh they showed that a little bit with Oppenheimer you know like he's giving a speech and he just kind of uh, envisions everyone listening getting blown up, you know. They kind of only touched on that. I, f- I feel like they should have touched on that more because I feel like that had a greater impact on these guys' lives. You know, they've wrote about, written about that a lot, how just, like, kind of depressed they were that, like, now, you know, 
uh, they could destroy the world, you know, as Oppenheimer quotes the Bhagavad Gita, uh, I'm become death, destroyer of worlds. Yeah, uh, it was cool too. Uh, I didn't realize Oppenheimer could speak so many languages. You know, I guess he. Uh, he uh, in the movie they said he like learned Dutch. He learned Dutch in two months just to um, just to give a a lecture. Yeah, but I guess if you could speak German and English, uh, Dutch isn't really very hard. It's quite easy. I can almost understand Dutch myself, even though I've never studied it at all. It's uh, very similar. It's like a combination of German and English. Uh, so yeah, then he was trying to, he was studying Sanskrit to read the Bhagavad Gita. I don't know how to pronounce that. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting movie. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. I like the part where the bomb went off. I like the part where, yeah, and, uh, at the end of the movie there, you know, Oppenheimer is, uh, he gets to meet President Truman there. And Truman's asking him if they should develop the H-bomb and, and, uh, and, uh, Oppenheimer's like, well, I feel like I have blood on my hands, you know. And Truman's like, you little baby bitch. Japanese people don't care about you. I'm the one that dropped the bomb on them. They don't even know your name. They all fucking hate me. You think you have blood in your hands? I killed 100,000 people, goddammit. Uh, yeah, that was Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman uh, fucking killed it as, uh, as President Truman. Uh, I thought that was a funny scene. That was a funny scene. Oppenheimer's like, I got blood on my hands. And Truman's like, you think you have blood? I'm the one that I'm the one that dropped the bomb. You got it, you asshole. All right, I have blood on my hands. You think I sleep well at night? You think I sleep at night? Uh, anyway, that was uh, that was a fun movie. Of course, you know people saw it. People saw it in conjunction with Barbie, but I didn't see Barbie. As the great Theo Vaughn once said, uh, if you're if you're a grown man and you want to see Barbie, something's wrong with you. You know, you definitely should get therapy because it's uh, it's the Barbie movie. You know. <laughs> not meant for you it's not meant for you it's not meant have i watched any tv shows recently i don't know i can't remember i can't remember but i'll probably make a separate podcast about that thanks for listening members tomorrow